Come on right now, if you know he's been a great God, if he's done anything for you, could you give him a mighty hand clap of praise wherever you are right now? Could you put your hands together and just begin to lift up the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords right now? He's been good. Has he been good to anybody? We praise you, almighty Jesus. We thank you, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He's been so great to me. He's been so great to us. I'm a man of mixed emotions in this time. On one hand, I I wish that the church was still going on. I wish that we could be with you all. But on the other hand, I'm excited for what is going on right now in the church. I'm excited that the church has been on the move like it never has been before. And I'm not just talking about River of Life Fishers and River of Life Muncie, but the church of the living God has been on the move like it never has before. People are stepping up to the challenge right now and making a difference in the kingdom of God. And he is so great in this time. I want to say welcome and God bless to all that are watching in their homes right now. Despite not meeting in our churches, I feel a collective unity like we've never had. I feel a collective unity, maybe not because we're together, because we're not together during this time, but a unity across this nation, across all different churches. I'm seeing things happen in different states. I'm seeing things happen all across the world of what God is doing, and it's amazing to see what the church is doing during this time. It's dark all around us in the midst of the coronavirus. It's dark all around us, but the darker the night, the brighter the light is going to shine. And right now the church is shining brighter than ever before. God is doing things all across the globe. I want to thank the River of Life. I want to thank the ministry team, the worshipers, everybody that's been helping out right now. I want to thank River of Life right now, and I want to thank you for joining us as we love, grow, serve, and flow in the kingdom of God here at River of Life. I'd like to jump right into the word of the Lord. I'm reading from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 10, familiar passage of scripture, familiar prayer in the Bible, Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 10. And it says, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I'd like to preach here today to all of you in your homes, his kingdom come. His kingdom come. Can You lift up your hands wherever you are and let's begin to pray right now in the spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, we come before you here today, O Lord. I pray that you'd move on every heart and every mind to hear what your spirit is saying to the church right now. I pray that you'd anoint my lips of clay. I pray that this word would go beyond what we can control and what we could contain, but there would be something supernatural that would take place from this word here today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we want your kingdom to come here on this earth like it never has before. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen in your home right now. His kingdom come, his kingdom come. I have always been an individual that has been fascinated by history. 
History was my minor in school. I love to learn about history. I love to read about history. I listen to history podcasts. I'm a, I'm a history nerd from the start of education on. I've always loved history. There's something about the documented stories in history that just, it intrigues me. Stories are powerful, and history is truly the story of lives over time, and it's amazing that it's been preserved throughout time, this great span of time. History is powerful. And much of history involves kingdoms, kingdoms, that word from our text. You have the biblically referenced Assyrian kingdoms and Babylonian kingdoms. There are the great dynasties of China, the ancient caliphates of the Middle East, the Egyptian new kingdom with the reign and rule of the pharaohs. There is, of course, the great Roman Empire that many kingdoms over time have strived to be like. They have strived to recreate the Roman Empire. And I was just in Rome not too long ago, and it's amazing to see the structures and archaeology that still exist from the results of the ancient Roman Empire. There are the Russian kingdoms that have taken place over time, and then the British Empire of 1920. It was the largest ever by land, and it was an empire on which the sun truly never set. It spanned across the entire globe. It could even be said today that America has a kingdom, a a kingdom, and it's not necessarily a kingdom that we've seen in, in the history of old, but it is a kingdom of influence upon the entire planet. I've been blessed to travel across this world, and wherever I go, wherever you travel, you see the American influence, the American way of life, the American culture influencing every nation which you go. It is American kingdom's influence. There are great kingdoms of this world. And throughout time, kingdoms have risen and fallen. There have been great leaders who have seemed to be invincible. Leaders like Augustus Caesar of Rome and Catherine the Great of Russia, the great Napoleon of France and Gandhi of India, Queen Elizabeth of England and Genghis Khan of the Mongols. And of course, we have our great presidents like George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, to name a few. They seem to be invincible in their life, but they, of course, in time, like their kingdoms, rose and fell. This world concept of kingdoms has existed since the beginning of civilization itself. Ever since we've had civilization, we have had kingdoms, we have had politics, we have had rulers setting up and coming down. And I don't believe it to be any coincidence that when Jesus began to talk about God's kingdom, see, God's kingdom was a theme that took place throughout the New Testament, throughout the Gospels. We see this theme of the kingdom of God. And I don't believe it to be a coincidence that when he began to talk about this, it was a time at which people were very familiar with the kingdom principle as they were living under Roman rule. The Roman Empire controlled Asia, Africa, and parts of Europe all over. But of course, when God speaks of kingdoms, its context is a little bit different. When Jesus says, thy kingdom come, it's not really the same kingdom that we're familiar with. When, see, when Jesus, 
Jesus does not follow the same patterns of a normal kingdom. It doesn't play by the rules. It doesn't act on the earthly kingdom standard, if you will. God's kingdom is not of this world. It is a kingdom unlike any other. It is a kingdom where the first shall be last and the last shall be first. It is a kingdom where five loaves and two fish does not feed a family of four, but rather five thousand. It is a kingdom where blessed are the poor in spirit, the meek, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Blessed are those who are pure in heart. It is a kingdom of authority, yes, but not authority like we've ever seen before because he said those who have authority in my kingdom, they are the servants of this world. It is a kingdom at the very mention of the name of its ruler, darkness has to tremble, darkness flees, disease vanishes, and enemies scatter. It is a kingdom that is coming soon, and it is a kingdom that is soon at hand where there is no crying, there is no weeping, there is no disease, there is no discomfort, there is no pain, there is no loss, there is no dying. It is the kingdom of God. If you're a part of that kingdom, why don't you clap your hands where you are right now? Its ruler was not born in a palace, but in a stable. He did not grow up in a princely position, but rather as a carpenter. He did not teach from an earthly throne and make judgments from a mighty throne or, or even a pulpit, but rather he was in the streets. He was on the hills. He was in the wilderness. He was by the sea. He was wherever people came to him. This king went to the people, the people did not come to him. And this ruler was not just a mere man that passed away along with his kingdom. But as we celebrated last week, he was fully God and fully man. And on the third day, this king rose again. That is God's kingdom and he is the ruler. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is Jesus Christ and he is our king today. See, his kingdom is not a normal kingdom. His kingdom's not a kingdom where the rich and the famous hold power, but rather whosoever come, whosoever may come to him, they hold place in his kingdom. It is a kingdom where he does not conquer his subjects. He does not go out and conquer his subjects, but they willingly choose to come under his gracious and merciful rule. It is God's kingdom, and, and the stories of God's kingdom are not like your normal kingdom stories. They're a little bit different in God's kingdom. I want to tell you some of my history of God's kingdom, some of my stories of God's kingdom here today. I've been blessed to travel to 20 different countries. In this past January, I was in the nation of Bangladesh. Forty servants, ministers of God's kingdom, gathered together as ambassadors to the king. And in the city of Kulna that weekend, over 12,000 hungry individuals gathered together to see what this Jesus kingdom was all about. In three nights, we saw over 7,000 filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues and over 7,000 notable miracles for the kingdom of God. 
If you believe that, clap your hands and praise him wherever you are right now. My roommate was praying for a baby whose ear was completely folded in. It was folded in on itself. And, and see, there was just a simple prayer spoken, a, a simple prayer in the name of Jesus, the ruler of this kingdom, a simple prayer in the name of Jesus. And when he prayed, he had his hand on the ear. And when he removed his hand, he said he couldn't believe it because there was a brand new ear formed. There was a brand new ear formed right there. That's the type of stuff that happens in God's kingdom. In those three days, we saw 75 blind eyes open, 100 deaf ears open, 53 tumors disappeared, 63 paralyzed that were not paralyzed any longer, one man that was completely paralyzed, and I watched him get up on the stage and begin to worship the King of kings and Lord of lords, 60 arthritis gone, 50 that had pain, one mute child, and two backslidden pastors come back to Jesus. This is the type of stuff that happens in the kingdom of God. It doesn't take place in earthly kingdoms. It does not happen in natural kingdoms, but this is God's kingdom. And I feel an expectation here today. I feel an expectation wherever you are. I feel like God is waiting on us to pray some God kingdom prayers, not some earthly prayers, not some things that we may be able to take care of ourselves, but some prayers that only God can show up. Some prayers that only happen in his kingdom. If you want it, clap your hands and praise him right now. See, the kingdom of God, it doesn't make sense in this, in this natural world. The last time we were in Bangladesh, the mayor of the city said, I, I want to know what type of black magic you've brought to my city because people don't understand this kingdom. People don't understand the kingdom of God. When you begin to talk to people about miracles, they, they don't really understand that true miracles still happen, that blind eyes are still open. They don't understand because it's not of this kingdom. It's not of this world. It doesn't make sense in our mind, but it's an earthly kingdom. It's a heavenly kingdom. It's a kingdom that takes place from above. It's a kingdom that we don't see here. We're living in this world now. We're living here now. And we don't understand these things now. But we're getting a glimpse of the kingdom of heaven. We're getting a glimpse of God's kingdom. What takes place here on earth is just a reminder. It's just a reminder of his kingdom. It's just a reminder that there's going to come a day where miracles aren't going to happen because there is no going to be no pain. There is going to be no disease. There is going to be no discomfort. It's a reminder that one day we are going to be caught up and raptured into a new kingdom. One day, and that day is soon, we will be with our king. See, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We may live in this earthly kingdom now, but we are a part of another kingdom. It is his kingdom and it is coming soon. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, Jesus is preaching to the crowd and he says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
That means that the kingdom of heaven is near. And let me tell you today that the kingdom of heaven has never been nearer than it is here today. It's never been nearer than it is right now. Miracles are happening in greater numbers than ever before. People are receiving the Holy Ghost like they never have before. People are turning toward his kingdom. I'm getting texts all over. I'm seeing things on social media all over. It's not just happening in our churches, but it's happening everywhere. His kingdom, his kingdom is spreading like it never has before. People are coming and saying, I want to live under that king. I want to live under that king. He is a gracious God. And as I stated, one of the unique aspects of God's kingdom is that this is not a king that conquers. When you look through history, you see that everyone who lived under a king was forced to live under that king. They were conquered by that king and his army and his subjects. But in this kingdom, he does not force us to worship him. He does not force us to praise him. And that's why there is so much beauty in our worship. There is so much beauty in our praise. It's not just when you listen to the word of God. It's not just when you hear the word of God. And I, I admonish you right now, those of you listening, I know it's easy just to stay on your phone and just to listen in your kitchen and not act like we're at service. But I want to tell you the thing that the Christian church is missing the most right now is worship and praise. Because we're normally experiencing worship and praise on a Sunday or on a midweek. You're going to the church and you're worshiping praise. If you prayed before coronavirus, you're probably going to pray after coronavirus. You have a discipline set in your life, but there's worship and praise that we normally are acting on our churches. We're normally acting on it inside of our churches, but now it's not happening. And so I want to tell you right now, you need to set a discipline of worship and praise in your life like you never have before. Because when preaching is going on, when the worship is going on, don't just sit on your couch. Don't just watch what's going on, but you need to praise like you would if service was going on. You need to worship as if Jesus is standing in your living room. It's time to praise God like we never have before because he's been good and he is a great God. If you love him, give him some praise right now. But see, this, this kingdom is not, it's not like any other because it's, it's, it's a kingdom where we willingly choose to serve him. But see, there is a specific way into this kingdom. There is a path, there is a designed order you must take in order to enter to this kingdom. The keys to the gates of heaven are laid out for us in the word of God. In fact, it was Jesus himself that said to Peter in Matthew 16, 19, I will give you the keys to the kingdom. And it was Peter, the same Peter that on the days of Pentecost in the book of Acts chapter 2 stood up and proclaimed to the people, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to do. I've got the keys and this is how you get in to the kingdom. 
Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He first said, repent. It's the same message that Jesus spoke in Matthew 4. Then be baptized, not only for forgiveness of sins under John's baptism, but we've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus, which holds all power. Where Acts 4.12, you will, then you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost that Jesus spoke about in John 14.16. In Acts 1.8, the same Holy Ghost that's poured out in Acts 2.4. And the same Holy Ghost that's poured out here today. Those are the keys to the heavenly kingdom. Those are the keys to eternal life. Those are the keys to whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And I want to be a part of that kingdom. I want to tell you another kingdom story. This kingdom story took place just this morning. I got a call that a 92-year-old man wanted to be baptized. He had grown up under Hitler's Nazi regime in Germany, and he wanted to be baptized in the mighty name of Jesus. I went to his house, and we put him under in the name of Jesus because he said, I want to be a part of this kingdom, and you can't make it without baptism in Jesus' name, and I understand that now. I, it, I may be 92. I may have lived a long life, but I understand that now, and I want to be a part of his kingdom. If you've haven't repented, if you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, if you're harboring feelings of guilt and shame and remorse and regret, now is the time. Now is the time. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is near. If you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, today is your day. Now is the time because God's kingdom is nearer than it ever has been before. And I want to be a part of the kingdom of God. If we could just lift up our hands in our homes right now and praise the mighty King and Savior. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We worship and magnify your name. I want to be a part of your kingdom, my God and my Savior. In Jesus' name. I want to tell you something about this coronavirus. I know that, that everyone's focused and fixated on the coronavirus right now and everything that's going on. And I believe that the church should be the ones making the greatest statement about all this. I appreciate what our governments are doing. I'm, I'm so thankful for those that are in the front line of defense. I'm so thankful for all the first responders. I'm praying for them. I'm, I'm thankful for what they're doing. And when you're, wherever you are, why don't you just give a, a hand clap to them? I know that they can't hear it, but just clap your hands right now in appreciation for everyone that's working towards this. But... There's something that's, that's unique about this situation that only the church can take care of. And that is everything that's going on is a part of the earthly kingdom. Everything that's taking place is a part of this earthly kingdom. And this earthly kingdom is passing away. This earthly kingdom is passing away. Whether or not, I, I don't know whether 
whether this is the end of ends. I, I hope and pray that we have more time before the rapture because our work is not yet done. But here on earth, we're being served a reminder. We're being served a reminder in this time that this earthly kingdom is not going to last. It's not going to last. We, we live on this earth and it's going to pass away. This world is, is going to pass away. It will not last. We pray for our governments now and we, we build them up and lift them up now, but our earthly governments are going to pass away. We pray for our jobs and our economies now, and I believe in blessing and favor on the children of God in this earthly kingdom, but our jobs in this economy, it's not going to last. It's going to pass away. Your home won't be here. The church building won't be here. Your body is going to pass. The scripture says heaven and earth will pass away, but one thing remains. His word is going to stay true. His word is going to reign true. And you that have the keys to the kingdom, they that have the keys, we that have the keys, we're going to be caught up in the rapture and forever be with the Lord. This earthly kingdom is ending soon. This earthly kingdom is, is ending soon, but the heavenly kingdom is at hand. God's kingdom is at hand and I've got to be a part of that kingdom. I've got to be a part of that kingdom. Let me tell you what takes place in that kingdom. In his kingdom, disease is non-existent. <laughs> there is no coronavirus in his kingdom. In his kingdom, bitterness and depression has to leave. In his kingdom, there, there is no weeping. I'm not sure what you're struggling with today. I'm not sure what you're dealing with. It's, if it's a disease, if it's an attack of the mind, if it's simply anxiety for the situation around us. All of those things are going to happen because we are a part of the earthly kingdom. But on the flip side, we serve a king who gives us a reminder. He gave us gifts here on earth as a reminder that he's coming back. See, when miracles take place here, when miracles take place here, it's a reminder that God is coming soon. And it's a reminder that we are not going to live like this all the time. We're not gonna live in corruptible bodies all the time, but one day we're gonna be with him. One day we're gonna worship him. One day we're gonna praise him. One day we're gonna magnify him and all problems are gonna be gone. Every situation has to leave. We're gonna see our loved ones. We're gonna see everybody that we've missed because we are part of his kingdom. Here's what I want to do today. I'm reminding you, I'm reminding you that this earthly kingdom's going to pass and God's kingdom is at hand. And so first off, if you have not repented, been baptized in the name of Jesus or been filled with the Holy Ghost through speaking in other tongues, today is the day God's kingdom is at heaven, hand. Today is the day God's kingdom is at hand. But I want to pray a simple prayer today. 
I want to pray the Lord's Prayer, the prayer that we know as the Lord's Prayer that takes place in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, as we read in our text. The prayer that starts our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm going to pray that prayer. And as I pray that prayer, I believe that his kingdom in heaven, that we're going to see one day where disease doesn't exist, where problems don't exist, where happiness reigns. I believe that that kingdom is going to come down because that's what the prayer says. That's what the prayer says. And when we ask, we shall receive. I'm going to pray that prayer. And as I'm praying that prayer, I want you to model me. I want you to model that prayer and pray that same prayer in your homes. I want you to pray that his kingdom would come. His kingdom would come in your family. His kingdom would come in your finances. His kingdom would come in your job. His kingdom would come in your health. His kingdom would come in your marriage. His kingdom would come in your church. His kingdom would come wherever you are. We're going to pray that his kingdom would come. As we pray, I believe that miracles will take place across homes. I believe that the sound of our prayer healings will happen. Darkness cannot compete with his kingdom. And whatever you're facing here on earth, we're going to bind it in Jesus' name and proclaim victory. Whatever you need from him, we're going to loose it in Jesus' name and proclaim victory. And so, singers, I want you to come on up. We're going to pray, but first I want to pray a prayer of repentance so that we can be ready to pray his prayer. Wherever you are, you can repeat the words after me or you can pray in your own manner. I want us to just pray a prayer of repentance right now. God, I pray, Lord, over my life that I'm sorry for everything I've done, Lord. I'm sorry for every, every time I've acted against you and every time I haven't acted for you, God. I pray that this nation would repent like it never has before, that America would turn back towards repentance on its knees. I pray, Lord, that people all across this world would look towards your kingdom and see that you are a gracious and merciful God and see that you are the only answer in the midst of darkness and chaos. We truly repent before you, oh Lord. Just spend another moment right now praying to God in your own words. Come on, that's it. Just spend one more moment in repentance. Miracles are about to happen. Come on, stay here. Miracles are about to happen. All right, we've prayed for repentance. Now we're going to pray that his kingdom would come. And I'm telling you right now, under the unction of the Holy Ghost, that miracles are about to take place wherever you are. When you pray this prayer, when you pray his kingdom come, things will happen. Heaven will come down and touch earth. 
you will get a glimpse of heaven in your life. And so right now, let's just begin to pray this in our homes. First off, God, we praise you as our Father, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We praise your mighty name, Jesus. We praise your mighty name, Jesus. We thank you for who you are. You are a great and powerful God. You are a merciful God. And we thank you and we praise you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, right now, we pray that your kingdom would come and your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven in the name of Jesus come on that's it that's it miracles are taking place heaven's coming down right now heaven's coming down right now just a simple prayer it's just a simple prayer you don't have to you don't have to get down you don't have to be loud it's just something simple that Jesus prayed our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done and it will happen right now I want to pray against this virus collectively there are people that you know that have been affected by this virus. There are people that we all know here that have been affected by this virus. And I want us to pray right now together in unity, a simple prayer over them. If you know somebody, I want you to call out their name 
in prayer as we begin to pray. Right now in the name of Jesus, I pray that every disease, every virus right now would leave as your kingdom comes here on this earth. I pray, Lord, that through everything, you would get the glory, you would get the honor, and you would get the praise. That, Lord, you would use this to bring many to your name, to bring many to see that your kingdom is real and that your kingdom is coming soon. I curse every virus right now. I bind it in the name of Jesus, and I loose healing. And somebody say in Jesus' name right now, in Jesus' name, it shall be done. 